Hi, I'm Simon. Hi, I'm Erica. And this is Drunk Logic. Just another podcast. And you said we needed to record that in one. No, that was that was good. It did sound like you were just about to say the wrong name. What um, name? Like, I don't know. It just didn't sound like Simon was about to come out of your mouth. <laughs> Hi, this is Gustavo. Maybe we would get more listeners if you had a more exotic name. Anyway, we digress already. Welcome to another episode of Drunk Logic. Every episode has a beverage. This episode is no exception. Simon, what are we drinking today? We've got Copperberg, strawberry and lime. Premium cider. Um, oh, Swedish. Classic. Classic. Um, and something I think we both know we're going to love. So me. Oh, open. 100%. Also something that's easy for us both to obtain in our separate locations, so. Yes. L'chaim. Cheers. That's just so you good. Can't go, I know, you can't go wrong with it. You can't it's go wrong with like it. It's going to sound like squash. Yeah, it's very, very nice. Awesome. 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 Yeah. This is, I mean, this is going to have a, this is going to have a glowing review from us because we, we, we already love it. This is, we're not trying anything new. This is our, I think, would you say that this is your go-to cider? It's definitely my go-to cider. Either this or old moot. Um, but the, this, I didn't have to buy this for the podcast. This is my existing stock. Yes. Compliments of me. <laughs> yes. 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 Well, I, what you gave them to me the other week when I am um, stay in a hotel room because of the storm, my essential supplies. Sorry. Yeah, I, ho- I hooked you up. All kinds of goodies. Yeah, yeah. They all went as well. They were all gone. I didn't know how long you were going to be trapped there. So, mm. but then knowing you, I knew you'd eat those snacks very quickly. Like if there was some sort of like, if we, if, if, if we were in a plane crash, Simon, and we had like, we're the only survivors and we have like, like gathered all the food we can find, your ass would be chomping down on whatever. And, and we would have no food in like 24 hours and then we would starve to death. No, because I think I would turn on my, my like as a switch on me for self-control. I could just turn it on. Yeah, just, just, okay. Just, I won't eat it. Also, it's probably going to be the case like it's, it's broccoli everywhere and I hate raw broccoli. I'd be like, ugh, crunchy veg. Ugh, no. But what, what if it was chocolate? What if it was all your favorite chocolates? I mean that would be tough, but I think we have to ration you. Know, we have to be sensible, you know. I don't. Th- um, I don't think you. I don't think you have it in you to be sensible with chocolate. Not I in mean, that kind of situation. Tom Hanks. Didn't I think you would. I, I think you would let me die to have some more chocolate. <laughs> yeah. What were we talking about the other day about turning to cannibalism? And I and I said about eating you. What was yeah. that? No, it was about cats, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is terrible. Go on. Go on. So I was trying to push Erica into what animals that she would eat and doesn't doesn't eat. Um, we're both meat eaters, um, but we are we do love our animals, which seems a bit hypocritical. And I think it wouldn't take much of a push for us to be vegetarian or vegan. But we are we 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 are mindful with the meat we do eat. And I like putting Erica in these sort of hypothetical situations. So um, I was just naming animals that Erica would would or would not eat and the situation we got down to was her favorite animals a cat we're on a desert island no we're on a deserted island and we have a fire 
and we have us two and we have cats. Would you kill a cat to eat it to survive? I would not. So I would my not. response was I would I would kill the cats. Either first, or if Erica's being that bitchy about the cats, I'd kill her first and eat her. The cats would be second. And then, and then the cats. You then the cats. you you would definitely be fed. You would be yeah, fed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. The problem is, the problem is what would happen is the second I had taken you out, and then you know, you're all on one side of the island, or you know, I'm not the best at carving a, a chicken, so I think it'd be a lot of waste. And then uh, there's that. Then what would happen is I, I'd give a knife to the cat and it would go. And then the rescue boat would turn up and just see me covered in like crime scene blood and just carry on going. They just leave me there. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, yeah. you've thought way too much about killing me. Mm-hmm. Only because it came up in conversation the other day. When I was asking yeah, but you about the, you, like, but you've but no, but you've just gone into like some spectacular detail. Um, I, don't know. I am I am a little bit worried and quite glad we're not in the same room together. That's why you had to get away. Yeah. But we're loyal to the podcast. So we are loyal to the podcast. So wherever I am in the world, I will be here recording. Where are you in the world? I am in this is the where's waldo or where's wally element of the show uh what's this town called i'm at the Bredsall priory apparently it's the oldest marriott in the world wow that's really cool yeah i mean it's that's... a really cool it's a really cool hotel it's in the middle of nowhere it's to the i'm to the northeast of derby okay we beat them one nil the other day <laughs> 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 So yeah, so we're going to have, uh, now that I have submitted my PhD and I've got, well, I've gotten nothing keeping me um, grounded. This We're going to be recording, for, well, I'm going to be in different places all over the, all like literally all over the world yeah. um, to record this. And, and you'll be hopefully, well, I mean, you'll probably be in your hostage bunker, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on getting some sort of flaggage for the, you know, some sort of nice backdrops. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a green screen to... and I can put my whatever I want on there. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. You know, or you could just let me rent a skip and then you and I just clean it out and like turn it into like a really cool man cave. It's already a cool man cave. They are it's they really are it's not. It's it's all, it's all it's all trash. It's all um, trash. But we digress. Yeah, no, no, back a little bit. As you're in Derby and the fact Derby are about to go into liquidation and administration, you should swing yes. by the club shop and see if there's any good deals. But what do you want? Sportswear. You would wear it? Uh, the occasional pair of joggers, maybe. No, so I'm not going to go there to buy like things that you're not really even going to wear very much. I might wear. Hey, listen, they might even sell players. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna buy a player for the podcast yeah yeah for yeah. the podcast yeah or, or you might be to buy the club there might be just a for sale sign there as well that's true that's true that's true i mean i say this um cardiff are very financially precarious at the moment so i can't be too yeah don't gleeful. be yeah don't do you exactly. see the accounts earlier no oh we are we are um to use a phrase I love, spunking money away at the moment. And we are very, 
Very, very, very, very. Um, now I am days away from having a very significant tattoo. <laughs> Is this a mistake? <laughs> well, I mean, the fact the fact you've voluntarily signed up for this, um, it's amazing. It's amazing. But no, I mean, if the club did go under, which I don't think they're going to, um, it'll still be, it'll still be it'll still be a very nice tattoo. Yeah, you're going to explain more about this tattoo. Yeah, so so I have a um, so right now I have a cardinal on my back, and so I like to sort of have I like tattoos. I like the pain of tattoos, and so I need something to commemorate this like huge momentous moment of my life, and so I decided that oh I'm going to get another bird on my back to join the cardinal because the tattoo artist uh, that I go to in Cardiff is amazing. So good. So, so good. Uh, his name is Harry Hunter. Um, and, and yeah, so, so yeah, so I'm gonna have a bluebird um, nice. added to the, added to the, to, well, what I think is going to start a, a bird menagerie on my back. So, and, and your cardinal is not just a cardinal. It's like, a sporting cardinal right uh well it is you know what it is actually it's a it's it's got it has it does have two meanings um because cardinals are um the st louis cardinals were my dad's favorite baseball team and um and then also like when somebody passes away and you see a cardinal it's meant to be representative of that person like visiting you and you know bullshit like that but i so so yeah so the cardinal on my back is for my dad for sort of like that cheesy sentimental reason but also because he was a huge fan of the st louis cardinals um so yeah so so yeah no that's a good point i hadn't actually thought of that but i'm just gonna have a back um probably full of sporting birds so i mean yeah what other, what other birds could we think of i don't know like i want a duck somewhere but it doesn't go it doesn't go like any birds that mighty that ducks anaheim mighty ducks no no don't go for the swans please no, there will be no swans. There will be no swans. Um, good. Good. Cool. But yeah, no, well, yeah. So, so yeah, so I, I'm having that done in a few days time. So next time, probably next time we record, I'll have, I'll have a, a new tattoo. So, Simon, I don't know. I mean, I, I am ready to be influenced. What have you got today? So, after much deliberation of all the favourite things in my life, I decided to go for something that we've mentioned a couple of times on the pod before, and it's something that I think, you know, our country, the US and Europe are going to notice a big increase over the next couple of years. If I had the opportunity to buy shares in this right now, I definitely would. Is it, is it, is, is, are you trying to influence war? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I am trying to influence the plant bamboo, simply, for its properties in making awesome, soft clothing. So I've got a couple of examples here. I've got the step one underwear. Yes. Or bamboo is super nice. The cool thing about bamboo is that it's super soft. It's antibacterial, it's thermoregulating, moisture wickening, hypoallergenic, and breathable and sustainable as shit. You know, compared to cotton. Psh. Um, so I've got my, my pants, 
I've got a um, forest green top from our lovely trip oh, yeah. the other week. Other week. And that's a nice shirt. That feels bamboo. very nice. Yeah. There's also a kick-ass pattern. Take yeah, note, Cardiff, I... please. Take note how cool kits can look. And then you've got... Very nice. So, yeah, mm-hmm. any type of clothing I try buying from now onwards, I look to see if I can get bamboo into it because it's a guaranteed aesthetic of clothing. So, bamboo, all hail. Ooh, no, you love your bamboo. And and you've got me into bamboo uh, the other day. I think, I think you just had like a really, really busy day at work and I was meeting you after work for dinner and I just happened to go into the bamboo shop in Bristol and, uh, and I bought you some bamboo socks just for the hell of it because you were just having a, a busy day. So. And, and, and they're uh, again, bamboo socks are game changing. You know, like when you, um, I don't know, say you, you go into the bathroom after someone's had a bath and it's like wet footprints on the floor. Or so you go outside to like throw something in the bin and you put your foot on the wet floor or like, so you're okay. washing up and you splash a bit too much and there's just water on the floor and you step on it. And normally cotton socks, you get like wet feet. Yeah. I'm so- yeah. Are, are you telling me that bamboo socks do something different? Well, bamboo socks will get wet, but they dry fucking quickly. Really? really? Super quick. Honestly, like I say, I've been out like running in the rain. So I'm going to work. My trainers get soaked. <laughs> I can see what you're thinking there. <laughs> Are you running without me? No, I'm not running without you. I haven't run. I promise you. On it, it, it sounds. It sounds like you have no, no, been like, running, like running around, me. like running around, like the life. No, I'm not running without you. However, I was tempted today to go for a run to see how my ankle was, but I didn't go because I was too busy playing Mass Effect. Promise. Anyway, when I'm going to work. My my shoes are like uh, not very waterproof, and when I wear bamboo socks, they dry really quickly because they're moisture wicking. When was the last time you went running? I oh. honestly, you've you've exposed yourself now. I know you're running without me. No, I'm not. I've not. I've not run. I can't remember the exact date, but I haven't run since I broke my ankle. Okay. All right. You've ensnared yourself with your own words. No, I said I said something, and you're all paranoid and all like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if I had been running without you? Jeez. I was ever like going through the village and I saw you running. I don't care how many cars are behind me. I don't care what's going on. I am getting out of that car. That's I'm going to confront you. Say, Simon, how dare you? Do you know what how I do? I, when I go running. You'd run. I, I, you'd, I, run. I, you'd run away. <laughs> I, have, I have a disguise on. I have a bald cap. I have a fake mustache. Now, glasses. I'm- Nah, baby, I know that limp anywhere. I asked in work the other day, like, do I have a limp? And one person said yes, which is which 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 goes with your theory. Other people say it's not a limp, it's just that your foot, it's not a limp, it's almost your foot doesn't come into contact with the floor correctly. So it's not such a limp, it's more of a, a weird step. Which I guess you could define as a limp, but I was interested. They don't, yeah, they don't, they don't care about you like I do. You think I'm like um house from the show house. No, I'm just thinking that you need a blue badge. That way we can sort of like have like better parking options. I mean, I don't think I'm far off having a blue badge. No. And while we're on the topic, and yes, I will bring it up myself. I'm not very far off a blue badge either, Simon. No, we discovered this by accident the other day, didn't we? Should I set the scene? Yeah, set the scene, baby. So Erica has now got lots of time on the hand from finally finishing a PhD. Um, it's taken long enough, but now she's handed it in yesterday. 
so she's like, I want a bike. And we've sort of settled on her possibly getting an electric bike. However, Erica is quite short and is struggling to find an electric bike for her height. So whilst I was driving home the other day and we were chatting, I jokingly said, hey, let's get a child's bike. And she's like, well, you can't get child electric bikes. I was like, well, let's look for bikes designed at short people. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, I'm sure there's a range of bikes for dwarfs. And, and Erica, you know, was mostly offended um, and then Googled what the medical height <laughs> is of a dwarf. And Erica was only two inches off. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty fucking close. <laughs> also, the fact that you lie about your height, you round up a lot when you're telling people your height. When you I tell me your true up, height. I- I don't round up a lot. I round up a quarter of an inch. So, so I am. Let's, let's okay, have numbers. I, okay. Let's go numbers. Cool. I am. I am four eleven and three quarters. Okay, and what's the like height? the maximum height of a dwarf? Mm-hmm. Is four ten. <laughs> but joking aside, we, we actually found some bikes within this sort of realm of bikes that might be suited to her. So, well, no, they're just normal adult bikes. They're just normal adult bikes. But like extra small. Yeah. For people like me who are very short. Yeah. So yeah, so that was uh <laughs> I, I I honestly I I didn't realize that that dwarves were so tall. <laughs> so so let's shall we get into like the actual episode? Let's possibly. Okay, so so what we're talking about today is uh is this is very much inspired by a trip that Simon went on a few weeks ago. Um, so we're going to be talking about um, just a, a conversation about our, fa- our, our upbringing, like our, just how, how we were raised, how we grew up. Um, because Simon uh, went on a weekend trip uh, with his brothers and his dad. And, uh, and yeah, we're going to sort of go from there. So, so yeah, so you had a really fun weekend. This is a delayed Christmas present from like two years ago, right? Yeah, so it was a um, mum uh, and dad had kindly um, got us um, originally two nights in London to see the Only Fools and Horses stage show. Um, grew up watching it, um, haven't watched it in many, many years, but my dad's always been a huge fan and I've always had like a soft spot for it. So, But then COVID hit um, and we had this wicked plan. Um, originally, we had these two nights in London. We were going to get... Um, Indian in the Samrat, which is the um, Indian from the Peter Crouch podcast. Um, and we had this big weekend plan, but then COVID sort of came in and swept that away. So a couple of years later, which landed a couple of weeks ago, mum had booked us for one night in London because it was the England game. So um, it was very expensive and availability was, was, was tricky. So we saw the show. It was fantastic. Yeah, went up with my, my dad and two brothers and Nathan, the chef from a couple of episodes ago, drove. Is he a good driver? He, I, I have faith in him when he's driving. He's just got lots of road rage. And like, I thought he did it as a joke when we were speaking, like, you know, when I was speaking to him having conversations and he's driving home for work, he's like, you fucking dick. And I think he's playing up. But when he's driving, actually, I can see he's actually getting a bit road ragey. Um, he's pretty fast as well, nippy. But again, it's not a problem. Um, what didn't help matters, and um, <laughs> I found out some more information about this yesterday, actually. So Nathan was driving in and out of London and me and Reese were on the back seat and Reese was like proper winding him up. And I 
on the way into London, I probably was winding up. So on the definitely on the way out, I didn't do shit. I and apparently I've been accused of egging Reese on, and I was like, no, 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 no. And it came to a head when Reese, I'm sorry, when Nathan thought he, he got a speeding ticket. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, but apparently what happened is um so we were driving home and Nathan had a right, you know, face on him and Reese was winding him up. And I was like sensing the mood. I was like, Reese, like, you know, and I was like, Nathan's all right, don't worry. And but apparently that's me egging on. And then um, so they get to my house. I'm the first person who dropped off. Then they drive off to drop off my 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 other brother and my dad. And apparently the second that I got out the car and left the drive, my dad said to Reese, something along the lines of, you were fucking out of order. <laughs> I probably laid into it to Reese about like, oh, you're lucky, I, you know, I would have pulled over the car, stop being so fucking annoying. And and I was like, well, clearly dad didn't think I was culpable because he didn't do when I was in the car. <laughs> and they've said, yeah, you're still egging him on. I'm like, oh, bullshit, dad did not have a go at me. Like he had a go at Reese, apparently, but I haven't heard Reese's side of the story yet. Okay, okay. So tell you what happened in London, though. So we got to London, we drove up, and it was cool. We were in this place called... Chiswick, but apparently it's Chiswick. Chiswick, yeah. I don't get how that works in terms of pronunciation. Chiswick. Yeah, but there are tons of there are tons of places in this country that the the spelling does not match the pronunciation. Yeah, but I'm used to like, for example, Dennis Powers. People call it Dinas Powers, or like Landoc is Lando, not Chiswick. Yeah, but Leicester's the same. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, there, get, yeah, there are tons of places. Like, I mean, what, you're asking what, you're asking an American who had to learn this shit the hard way, like how to pronounce stuff. What do you think um, of reading and reading? That's a cool one, isn't it? Well, because they're, 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 I mean, I'm familiar with reading uh, because there's a reading in Pennsylvania. Okay. And it's called reading. So. And obviously, and I, something I realized, because you know I like words, um, Polish and Polish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. when it always tickles me. Anyway, so um, we drive up into Chiswick, which I thought Chiswick and Chiswick were separate places. And I, I knew we had a budget hotel, but... But but you didn't realize that you were staying in a murder hotel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, where the murders are taking place, I can't, like... Definitely. No, no, there's no doubt. Like, I've seen the pictures. I, like, that. there's definitely, like, many people have, have died there. So we get Definitely. there, right? And it's literally next to the tube stop. So we get there and go up. It was two and two. So I shared with Reese, and we went in with this double bed, like the most basic room I've ever seen. Like it's by hands down the worst hotel I've ever stayed in. And uh, when we went up and saw Dad and Nate, they had a bigger room. And they were taking the mick. Did they um, have two beds? Yeah, yeah. So how did this? How did how did you get? Is it because Nathan was with your dad, and your dad got? The better room. So no, it was totally by fluke. So we got into the hotel and we've been joking for months about we don't want to stay with dad because basically we think dad will snore, but also we just fart the room away, you know, just all night long. So we're like, we're not staying with dad. So then when we got into the hotel, I was doing the check-in bit and they were like, well, you've got room two, which is literally office reception. I say reception, it was just a piece of wood. And then upstairs is room four, six or whatever. And I and me and Reese just quickly, without missing the beat, oh, we'll go in here. So we went in and Nathan didn't want, it just had to go with dad. Um, I could have equally <laughs> said the other one. And then I got into the room thinking, oh, you know, mistakes have been made. Assumptions have been made. And then we go up to their room because um, we're getting ready to go out in, and... and Palatial um, splendor. 
go up and it was marginally bigger they had two single beds which were currently put together i think they sort of separated them a little bit but no me and reese actually had a um a double bed which um which was fun i don't know if reese makes up what i do in my sleep he said i tried spooning and i'm like bollocks because there's nowhere i stepped that night because there was sirens going off there was music there was trains all night tubes like i woke up the following morning like oh then, then um yeah we uh drove home awesome awesome i i love the relationship that that you that you have with your brothers um because you y'all mercilessly like just take the piss out of each other yeah and i just i i do i i love it like obviously i i didn't grow up with brothers uh, my my only my sister is 13 years younger than me so um so yes i, I didn't sort of grow up with that sibling relationship that you did but it always sounds really nice. Like, I don't know. I just, I have this, um, like, I really like your brothers, but just like, even just kind of like when you go and when you're all like visiting, um, your parents, it always just sounds, it always sounds very, very nice. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to say like, uh, I'm going to say borderline wholesome. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it is really good fun. And and I've got to be honest, it's one of those weird things that, you know, me and Reese used to argue like, loads as kids but it wasn't until sort of I probably went the way to uni we sort of really became like you know friends because we were you know simply your know, brothers before and we used to argue loads but we used to watch stuff like WWE and WWF and, and just like practice the moves which always end up in fighting so you know I think it just I just felt like we were always arguing with each other and then Nathan yeah, yeah the stalk dropped him a few years later accidentally down the chimney and yeah again uh, yeah it's just it's, i think it was our, our relationships um matured like a fine wine um and it took a while but it wasn't until i probably got to union i went back and i was a bit more grateful for um that relationship and yeah you say that sort of uh effortlessness and just yeah just laughing at everything and joking and reference points you know so yeah it's cool pretty cool yeah i mean they just sound they just sound like fun like your parents sound uh your parents sound like fun i mean your brothers are are really funny and yeah it's just really nice it's very nice i mean it's very different um very different to sort of like i didn't i did i didn't grow up like that um because obviously because i didn't have any i didn't have siblings and i definitely didn't have brothers um but you tell me stories of like when you went on the plane like by yourself at six years old yeah because that was what i did like i didn't do like I didn't like spend like I, I my my uh, my childhood was spent doing like weirdly independent things like flying halfway across the country every summer alone. <laughs> so um, did your yeah, mom like, like drop you off at the gate or like? Well, back in the it, this I mean this was in the eighties. Um, so my parents would take me to the airport, and then they would um, yeah. So basically, we would get to the gate, and then there would be an assigned flight attendant who would like watch me the whole flight, not like sit next to me, but just would check on me and like, you know, kind of like my flight guardian. And so my parents would like hand over, hand me over to the flight attendant and the flight attendant, I would go onto the plane and, and I would. Did you ever cry? No. Could you get away with that today? Like if I wanted a six, you know, in America, could you, if you were a six years old again now, could you fly by yourself? I have no idea. I have no idea. But yeah, I used to do that. Um, you know, I did I did that every summer from when I was six until I was twelve. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I was a fiercely independent child, but I also didn't have a choice. Like it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like presented to me. Like, I don't think it was anyway, like Erica, do you want to go to Texas for the summer? I was never like, you know, I would just, that was just what I did. Um, wow. Just quick Google. For most airlines, the minimum age of an unaccompanied child is five years, whilst the maximum age is 12 years. What do you mean a maximum age? If you're 13, well, you can't fly alone. I think that if you're 13, you're, you're classified as an adult, so you don't sort of get that special treatment. Like, there's not going to be, like, a flight attendant, like, watching oh, you and responsible for you. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so no. So apparently it can still be done. Um, but, yeah, I always enjoyed it. I always enjoyed it because I always liked... I mean, I was a very articulate child and I was like talking to people on the planes and because I was, I was a cute kid, um, who was, you know, relatively smart people enjoyed talking to me too. Um, so yeah, so no, I didn't have like, I didn't have like family vacations. Um, I was, I was traveling alone. <laughs> you know to I mean I would go and see my grandparents and that's I'd spend my, my summers with my grandparents um but yeah so no there's there's something very very fun it just sounds it it always sounds it your family just always sounds really fun whereas I don't know I guess my family's always been really very dramatic like I had a very dramatic upbringing yeah I think you've always, you've always to me you've always um You've always said your life's like a soap opera. And I was like, Psh, no. But over the last couple of years, I've, as I've been, obviously, since we've known each other and since we've been close, like the stuff that, that happens in your life, <laughs> you, you, you would honestly think, you know, some of that stuff is too out of this world, even for a soap opera, but yet it happens to you. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's sometimes fan. I mean, it's great for stories, and it, I'm glad that it keeps you entertained. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, I had I had a very very different upbringing um, to you, and I think that I I do kind of I do romanticize sort of what it's like to sort of be um, like in your family, um, like to be a part of that, um, just because that's kind of what I always wanted. I always wanted like close siblings, and you know, just somebody to sort of like. I don't know, I guess make fun of me and sort of keep me grounded. I guess that's what you do. I'm not saying you're like a sibling, but you do keep me grounded. So, yeah. And I think, you know, you know, you say about you, that age gap between you and your sister. What is it? 14 years? 13 years and three months. 13 years. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, me and Nath is six or seven, I think it might be. So um, not the biggest, but that must have been quite challenging for you. Yeah, it was really weird because it's like I was, you know, it's like when you're 13 years old um, and especially like when you're a girl, like I was always really, I, I never wanted anybody to think that my sister was my child because mm. <laughs> it's just like, no, I'm not a teen mother. I'm not a teen mother. Um, but yeah, I mean, she also came into my life at sort of like a very, um, I don't know, I think like a very critical developmental age. And I think that, you know, sort of having a, a sibling that's so much younger, my only sibling, it really sort of, at that point, I was just like very young, very young. I was like, I do not want to have kids. I don't yeah. want this, this, that, that is not for me. Um, and, and a lot of that's just because, you know, when I was 13, you know, you know, 13, 14, 15, like, you know, my, I had a, like a, a baby 
in my house. And it was just like, oh my God, like you are annoying. Like, shut the fuck up. Stop crying. Stop. Like, I don't want to watch this dumb shit on TV. Um, you know, cause it was like the mid nineties and it was like, Barney was everywhere. And, uh, oh, so I love much Barney. fucking Barney. So, yeah. So I, you know, I tried to get my sister into, um, I tried to get her into sort of like, you know, I tried to get her into interesting films as a small child. Um, so we would watch Alfred Hitchcock films. She was wow. like four or five years old. <laughs> like I wow. remember like watching the birds with her and psycho. And, uh, and then I would watch, um, like watch Saturday night fever with her, which people like, if you've not watched the film and you just know the music, like, I don't think you realize how fucking dark that film is. Really? Wow. It is dark. Um, it's not all just disco dancing. Um, but yeah, so my sister and I would sit on the sofa and watch Saturday Night Fever. Um, yeah, wow. I, was, I, was, I wasn't a particularly great influence, but I kind of at that point, I'd sort of had enough of enough Disney and, and Barney. So I was done. I was done. I bet. I bet. Oh, wow. So did you have to babysit your brothers? Um. Yes and no. I mean, I, I remember mum coming to a certain age of my life. I can't remember what it was, but it was probably younger than I should have been. But mum going out maybe to go shopping and sort of interesting me to either be alone. And it got to a point where I would sort of keep an eye over my brothers. Um, I mean, for anything longer than a few hours, I think it was, you know, we had a babysitter, one of our neighbours maybe. But I do recall sort of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I can't really sort of, I'm not very good for looking backwards with, you know, when it's in terms of ages and sort of identifying sort of how old I was or what year. So, yeah, I do remember there are times where I would be, you know, man of the house sort of thing. Did you like it? Yeah, cause it sounds really silly, but like when I was growing up, I always used to love like, you know, my favourite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle was Leonardo, which probably says everything well, it needs to be about me. And I've always felt like, the responsible one i've always had oh, like yeah. a really like we joke about my moral compass but i've always had this sort of I don't, i've always felt like like responsible in that way over my brothers and you know um yeah i think that we have the same we we you and i very much have the same role in our families um which is like whenever anybody has an it issue they come to us Mm -hmm. um but like whenever yeah. anybody needs like i don't know like the a rational sensible opinion they come to us and and it's like i mean it's you know sort of like that whole older child or eldest child um scenario that i think probably all eldest children find themselves in just having to be overly responsible mm -hmm. and taking ownership of that at a really young age um and even though you know even though my sister is so much younger than i am my mom is not that much older than I am. Um, so my mom is 17 years older than me and, uh, which makes our, my age difference between me, my mom, and my sister, very strange because I'm mm. almost exactly in the middle. Um, and so, so yeah, but even like quite early on, I was sort of, you know, helping my mom make decisions and like sort of being, being relied on for that sort of thing. And, uh, and I okay. feel like your parents, your parents rely on you a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I say it's reciprocated. You know, me and my dad have this this wonderful relationship because 
you know, for a long time, um, you know, I would rely on him to sort of like help me paint or put up shelves. And I still kind of do to some extent, but I'm a lot more confident with that. That sort of, um, you know, my dad grew up in the day and age where he couldn't afford to like take his car to a garage. So he had to learn how to change an oil filter or, you know, take, you know, take over, take the car over to my, my granddad's house. And he had a, uh, a carpet um, so he could drive the car over the carpet and, uh, you know, work on the car. So, yeah, dad, dad, dad is really handy for those sort of things. But in the day and age we live in, I'm kind of that on a sort of technological level of like setting up his Alexa, his smartwatch, you know, making sure his bulbs are, are turning on, you know, and all, all of that sort of. So it's, it's yeah. kind of even itself, I'd say. But dad's pretty good with this stuff now. But yeah, anything that goes wrong is I'll save it for Simon and my brothers play dumb to it. And I'm like, come on, guys, you, you can you can do this. Yeah, but we'll just leave it for you to do, right? And I'm like, hey, little fuckers. <laughs> you little fuckers. Your Cockney brothers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do like a Cockney accent. I find it quite easy I, to dip into. Yeah, it. You, you, you dip into it a lot. You do you know what? I was speaking to Nate the other day, and he was telling me, I was like, oh, what do you think of the podcast? Yeah, it's all right. Uh, didn't really get the um, the uh, the soaking episode, you know, loopholes and Christian sex. She felt a bit uncomfortable. I was like, all right, yeah. He's like, yeah, really like the ones where you talk about like me and, and your family because I can relate. I'm like, well, no shit, Sherlock. And he's like, yeah, what, what's this with all your funny voices as well? A bit weird, isn't it? And I'm like, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think so myself, but um, yeah, there we go. But, but the cockney yeah, so is, is, is one that's ready to go all the time. Yeah, so, so, so Nathan essentially wants a, a podcast that's just tailored to him and, and what he likes. I said to him, what do you like about the podcast? Oh, I like it when you talk about our upbringing. I like it when you talk about Cardiff. I like it when you talk about, you know, and I'm like, basically anything like related to you <laughs> see but here's the thing is that nathan we, nathan is a reliable listener so we have to keep him on side yeah no we definitely do and i, I think you know he'll listen to this you know when we don't well, because we've only been recording uh, or releasing well you know we, we've only been having episodes every other week um because of you know our my mainly my schedule i'll take i'll take blame for that uh, my very, very hectic schedule. Um, so we'd gone to this sort of every other week type of thing. And like last week, we didn't have an episode and, and, uh, and, you know, Tuesday morning, you know, your brother messages me like not too long after nine o'clock, which is when our episodes normally um, are normally released. He's like, Oh, no, new, no, no new episode this week. Yeah. And, and I was, att- I was trying to sort of get it out there and I just got too busy and then he messaged me again like later in the evening no episode and it's like oh you miss us he misses our voices yeah it's I feel usually, like it's a very Nathan orientated episode like he must he'll be loving this I know he will be loving it he will be absolutely loving it um so so yeah Nathan hope you're having hope you have a great day today um hope work goes well love you lots <laughs> So your upbringing, do you wish you had uh, a sister, say, more of your own age? Oh, yeah, always. I always wanted a sibling that was closer to my age. Um, Yeah. Yeah, just to kind of like, just to have, um, you know, I said, you know, like, I mean, I essentially grew up an only child. um, And I think that sort of like going through those critical stages of development, I was an only child 
I think that's very much reflected in, um, <laughs> in, in, in who I am today. Um, I, I don't have a lot of patience for people. I have really high expectations and, uh, and yeah, I can, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty spoiled. Um, so yes. Um, but no, I, I did always, I did always wish to have a sibling. Um, so, so yeah. You've kind of got that best of both worlds because you've got a really nice relationship with your mum. You know, you know, you are like sisters and then you've obviously got now your sister is older. You've got a relationship with your sister, like a sister. So you've kind of got this sort of, this I, yeah, I essentially, I essentially have two sisters. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, but no, it, it is, it is good. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I love, I love my family. I grew up weird and it was very much, a lot of it was a soap opera. Um, um, but my dad for all of his faults um, was always he was he was awesome he was funny and uh yeah he he got he he got my sense of humor he definitely got my sense of humor and my mom is just honestly she's so nice and sort of one of the kindest people you'll ever meet and she thinks that she just thinks that you're the best thing since sliced bread because everybody loves simon everybody not loves true. simon it's not true i have enemies i mean i mean i'll be honest like i know that that isn't true um and those people who don't like you are just like, I mean, they're just fundamentally fucked. So yeah. Fuck you people who don't like Simon. How dare you? <laughs> I feel like you're inviting more hate now. <laughs> it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there, I mean, there are probably worse things than being on my bad side, but mm. not many, so not like- many. I mean, we, we, we've spoken enough about like, yeah, you know, in the last couple of years and it's like, it's hard to sort of get it reduced down to obviously podcastable content. But I think, you know, obviously you've lived over here for, for you know, a long time now. What are your observations of when you see children growing up here? How does that differ to like the American experience? Like what are the sort of fundamental differences that you'd get from growing up here or in the States? It's honestly night and day. Um, Like you think that sort of Americans and British people have like sort of this very much a shared culture. Mm. Definitely not. Um, You know, it's, and we've kind of touched on in past episodes where, where I think that the people here are raised to sort of just like, I just don't feel like they're raised to sort of dream big or have ambitions. So like people who like their only goal is to sort of get married and have children. And then the cycle perpetuates itself again. I don't think that, I just don't feel like there's a lot of, I don't feel maybe maybe I live in the wrong place, um, but I don't feel like there's a lot of drive and ambition sort of built into children, which is something that was very heavily sort of put into me is that, you know, it was, you know, it is about the American dream. And again, we've touched on this in the past, but that's a huge difference is that I wasn't raised to um, to believe that I needed to get married and have children to be fulfilled. I was raised to be smart or and smarter than anybody I came across um, and to have a good career and to make something of myself. And if that other stuff happens, great. But who, what you do, what you do with your life on a professional level and living up to your potential is much more important than, um, than sort of like settling down and, um, and, 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 and having that kind of life, which is, I mean, that's, which is, I mean, and, and that, of course, of course, people, of course, you know, that, I mean, most people don't sort of take that whole thing to heart as much as I did. 
Um, you know, I have lots of lovely friends who, who do have, um, like amazing careers and do have lovely families and all that, you know, manage to have it all. Um, but for, no, I just, you know, I, I think that it's, um, but that's very, it's pushed. It's really, it was certainly was when I was a kid, um, very pushed that American dream that be the best you can be. Um, whereas I don't see that here. It's interesting though, because I, that definitely was not the case for me. Um, and I don't feel it was the case for the people I grew up with, you know, not just talking my brothers, I'm talking sort of, you know, it definitely, I, I, I don't see the sort of the perception you've got of growing up in the UK. Um, maybe that comes from the, the house I, you know, I grew up in and my family, maybe, but certainly in terms of like my friends, you know, more about fulfilling your potential but also just being happy and my parents were incredibly supportive over my life choices and regardless if I chose to get married or not or stay single or have children um that was never pushed on me and I, I don't think it's just the same for the people I grew up with as well um but it's interesting that you've sort of got that observation um since you've moved here yeah like I said I mean we live in a very um dare I say provincial village I don't know people just not sort of like uh I don't know, just not striving for more. Should we do challenge jar? Yes, it's time for a challenge jar. So I did bring the I did bring the challenge jar with me. Yay! Well done. <laughs> All right, so let's see what we got. Can you hear that? Sure. I can, yeah, go. All right, let's see. Now we need some more. Now we don't have very many in here. We need to replenish the challenge jar. Um, so let's see what we got today. <laughs> okay, this is obviously something I chose. <laughs> so our our challenge is dinosaurs. <laughs> Woohoo! All right. So what? Okay, I don't actually I don't actually know if we've had this. Con- I mean, you know my favorite dinosaur. What is yours, Simon? Um, I think I'm a big fan of Diplodocus. Yeah. Really? Ooh. Why? Of all the dinosaurs, that's the one. I guess because, like, I don't know I went to see Dippy, and like, I don't know. I I can't say I I have a favorite, and that I was thinking of one before our conversation. So probably the, the one that's quickest to the lips was Dip the Docus. But no, they're all the right. Stegosauruses are cool. Um, I mean, when I played Jurassic World on my PlayStation, it's like a, imagine, you remember the game Theme Park or Theme Hospital and you sort of manage that environment? There's a theme game. Ho- there's, a, there's a hospital game? Oh, it's, it's years old as well. Like you're talking like 20 years old. Um, okay. It's really cool. But um, there's a game called Jurassic Park Evolution, I think it is. And it's basically like a theme park for Jurassic Park. And um, yeah. It's on, it's on, it's on them iphone as well like it's yeah an app but the one yeah that's a bit more like you know an app you know people buy gems and stuff whereas the actual playstation game um it's just fundamentally the game i grew up playing um and yeah the diplodocus has never caused me any issues all the raptors and and t-rexes caused me lots of stress so okay so like if you could bring like if you could bring if you could bring a dinosaur back to life to be like your loyal pet and like you could basically like 
you know, it, it's kind of like the relationship between oh, what's his name in Jurassic World and the Raptors, like where they can communicate Owen. and sort of, yeah, Owen. Owen. Owen and the Raptors. Well, I think it would be a Raptor uh, because Owen makes well, it look so cool. Well, no, but you see, that's the thing is that so so you would choose a Raptor. Because the Raptor can come in, like cuddle me and we watch TV together. So you're okay, so you're looking at a Raptor who is going to be like a companion to, you like, said, watch, like, sa- to like watch South Park with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, do you know Raptors? I think you know, I think Hollywood is all messed up Raptors because I think ra- Raptors were actually more like the size of chickens, weren't they? And actually had feathers. They were smaller, but had feathers. They weren't chicken size, though. I'm pretty sure they, but they were smaller. But yeah, I, I mean, I would 100%. I mean, raptors are my favorite. Raptors are my favorite. I travel all around the world with a uh, 1993 um, Jurassic Park raptor figure. And he's like, honestly, like been, he's- Is he with you now? Some, he's actually not with me now. Um, oh. I know, missed opportunity, missed opportunity. Victor is at home, but Victor is very well-traveled. And always has like quite iconic photos. Oh, you've so, made you know, a book, I, didn't I, you, for my children of Victor's I travels? I did, I did, I did, I did. Um, so yeah, so I would uh, I would choose a raptor all day, any day. Raptor's my favorite favorite dinosaur, always has been. And but I would not choose the raptor to sort of like be my like bed buddy and like watching TV with. Like I would train that motherfucker to kill my enemies with just like that claw, just. Like, I mean, they would just, they would just be just carnage everywhere. Just me and my, me and my raptor righting the wrongs of the world. How many enemies have you got, Erica? Like, honestly, if you had a hit list now, how many people would actually get it? Like, seriously, now. I would say if I, oh God, this has gone real. I mean, you're putting me on the spot. Um, but I would probably say imagine it's are... like one of those um, surveys is it between north to 10 or north to five, five to 10, 15. To, yeah. So people that my my raptor buddy and I would go and like sort out. Yeah. Like because mine is zero. Because I'm not a hater. Ooh, OK, no, no. I mean, mine is definitely not zero. Like you have no qualms with your pet raptors go actually like often kill someone who's wronged you. Like how many people would make that list? I would say between four and five people, which is quite low, which is quite low for anybody who knows me and knows what a nasty vindictive bitch I can be. Only having four to five people that my raptor and I would come and visit is quite remarkable. We've got to work on getting that down. No, it's quite, it's, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. And you need to love me for who I am. And so you're going to have to be happy with it. You're not on it. You're definitely not on it. Like I would make sure that like, you know, you, you and me and the Raptor, you know, we would, we, we would all be tight. You know, I would, I would train the Raptor, you know, we would all watch South Park or, you know, whatever we could do some binge watching. The the Raptor would enjoy eating pizza with us. Rewind, rewind my um, thing about a Raptor. I'd like a dinosaur that looks a bit like and is a bit like Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's like cute. A fly. But that's a stuff. but that's a dragon. But I'd go for like a pterodactyl, maybe then. The, those things are horrific looking. Yeah, but they'd be cool. Like, like a fly. <laughs> yeah, but I get to fly or, or some sort of pterosaur. Okay, so something that can fly. So you want to fly on around. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Would I be able to join? Would I be able to join you? 
Yes. You hesitated way too long. I'm just worried about like, will- aerodynamics. I'm trying to do my flips I'm, and stuff. I'm well. Wi- I'm willing to like share pizza. You're will. I'm willing to share pizza with you and my raptor. Okay. Well, you can. And if, if, and, and, if and if anybody is, you know, if anybody does end up on your list, you know, I will take full responsibility of that. Me and and my raptor will sort cool. it out. You know, you no one will trace it back to you. The one thing that t- the shows never show you, because I'm reading Harry Potter at the moment, I'm a big fan of How to Train Your Dragon, is how cold those people must be <laughs> flying through the air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely freezing. Yeah. Absolutely freezing. Yeah. And that's why me, I would have the superpower of having a pterosaur. But, like, it's too cold to go flying today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well lucky like, for you lucky lucky for you you almost have a completely a, a brand new scarf knitted by me to help keep you warm on your dinosaur flights oh yeah and um the pattern you've chosen to follow is very unique yeah well this is my first scarf i've never i've, I've honestly I, I i needed basically simon and i were doing homemade christmas presents and then i was what too I make busy you? you you gave me um you printed out you you gave me a print of one of your pictures oh yeah yeah which is really really lovely and so my was going to knit simon this scarf um and then i didn't have time so i ended up just buying you something as i always do um but then in the last few weeks of my phd i've needed like something to get out my nervous energy and so i started knitting and it's my first scarf and i fucked it so badly like i done fucked it i done fucked it and it was just like i like added all these stitches and i was just like what is happening here and like i showed my friend who's a knitter and she's like i don't know how you did that she's like you're going to have to start over again and so so I was like, and so I asked Simon, do you want me to start over again? Or do you want me to just keep going? Cause this is a weird shape. And you're like, no, just keep going, keep going. And so yeah. it ended up, it, it ended, it actually, it, to be honest, like it, it looks like a penis. <laughs> the scarf looks like a dick. Like there's a bell end and everything <laughs> we can now the, the, you know, the, the, um, you know, inoffensive pattern what the inoffensive term i would use to describe this pattern would be like a stingray um but no it, it looks like a dick it totally looks like a dick and it's almost done and you claim that you love it the proof will be in the pudding if you actually wear it i'll wear it everywhere love it <laughs> so so yeah well let's rate these drinks simon i mean you know these are tried and t- tried and tested and true favorites of ours what are you going to give the Copperberg strawberry and lime? Out of 10, I'm giving it a, a solid nine. Yes, a nine. You know what? I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree with that nine. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to agree with that nine. Yep. Yep. It's honestly, it's just, it's, 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 it's one of those drinks where, you just don't even have to, it's wonderful because you don't have to think about it. You just crack it open, drink it. And, you know, there's no like, meh, sort of like, like the last drink we had, had like that weird aftertaste. Mm. Um, but no, it's just, it goes down easy. It's available everywhere. It's not like a seasonal thing. Um, 
yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan, so I also give it a nine. Woohoo! So that is that is this episode of Drunk Logic. If you have any comments or questions, you can always email us at hello at drunklogic.co.uk. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Our handle on all three is at the Drunk Logic. Um, that's us. That's this episode. Thank you for joining us. We'll Thanks, see everybody. you next time. Bye.